Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Hello and welcome to another episode of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nikki. Hey, it's Nikki. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you all? We're good. Doing great. Uh, Nikki is our first remote guest host, which I think is a, a lovely, wonderful thing. We've bridged the gap through the magic of technology, uh, and now we're communicating with the spirit world. That's right. That's I'm right. over in Louisville, Kentucky. The spi- also known as the spirit yes, world. Also the spirit world. Spirit Louisville, <laughs> Kentucky. Spirit sp- Spirit Halloween. Um, this is also a very special episode because live from 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 here, we're featuring the brand new Diet Coke flavor sensations. By the way, we're not advertising for this. We're not getting paid. We're not getting paid. This was just an idea Max had while we were shopping. We were today. shopping and you wanted them though. You wanted to, to pick I up I wanted the to try them. It was your idea to put it on the show. So what do you have? What's your flavor? Well, it's very in, in theme with uh, Ghost Adventures. Mm. It's called Zesty Blood Orange. And this one that I have is Ginger Lime. So we're just going to okay. pop that. Give it a taste-a-roo. Mm. We usually drink soda while we're recording. I feel like the ginger lime would be good. It uh, tastes kind of like Diet Coke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this <laughs> also tastes like Diet Coke. It's <laughs> kind of a little bit disappointing. That's really disappointing. So has anyone checked on Jillian Jacobs? Is she doing all right? Who's that? She's the lady that was on Community she and now Britta does. On Community. And oh. now she does Diet Coke commercials in front of movies. Yeah, I saw that. With like dead lifeless eyes doing? and no energy. Oh, okay. I, I taste a tiny hint of zesty blood orange. I guess this is supposed to be like if you had Diet Coke and just had like a slice of zesty blood orange in it. This is like how um, I saw a tweet one time that said, look, drinking LaCroix is like if you had regular unflavored sparkling water and somebody was shouting the name of a fruit in a different room. <laughs> Let's talk about ghosts Let's now. Let's talk about ghosts. I'm sorry. All right. I just wanted to do this thing. Okay. Um... <laughs> So we did uh, Hillview Manor today. Um, this is in Newcastle, Pennsylvania, 45 minutes outside of Pittsburgh. And we find that out later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this facility was built to basically house the poor, the destitute, and the newly released from prison. So I got the image that this was kind of like a halfway house. Yeah. Yeah. And eventually it was converted into a retirement home. That's nice. Yeah. Um, Zach intimates at multiple points throughout this episode that... Oh, wait, wait, oh, Could we talk about his outfit first? Oh, God, yes. I think we need to, Oh, and right? the intro. Yeah, the intro oh, was a hell of a thing. Yeah, so this, this intro, um, you know, this is, like, the first episode of Ghost Adventures I've seen since, I, I think I saw one or two in college. But, I mean, he's doing the most sensationalist monologue I've ever heard, <laughs> doing this macho strut... And then he cuts from talking about a doctor committing suicide to just petting the most adorable dog. The fucking yes! dog. Okay, yeah, we got to talk about this dog. So this very tiny dog is like sitting with him as he's talking about how bones got dug up out here. Like somebody found bones. 
And when he mentions that the reason the dog is there is because a dog found some bones on this property, they show us like a little pile of bones and they do this like bouncing in and out zoom on it like it's supposed <laughs> to be really intense. And then you just see this teeny tiny dog <laughs> with a huge smile on its face with its tongue out panting. He's so happy to be kind famous. Kind of reminds me of the scene in Nikki. I don't know if you've seen what we do in the shadows. No, I haven't. Oh, Nikki. It's so good. It's such a good show. Oh, it's one of my favorite films. Um, but there's a scene where they're like trying to find um, the 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 perpetrator of all this violence, which in reality is a werewolf. Yeah, a bunch of werewolves hulked out. And they think it's they think the it's dogs going wild, and they the, the police officers who are on a news station <laughs> uh, live footage. Um, they're like. Yeah, I think we found him, and they we like found the this, dog. This beautiful, like border collie type dog. That's the most innocent looking dog in the whole panting, world. Panting, looking up at the police officer, and oh, the police, no. police officer says, "Yeah, we're gonna have to put him down." And then the dog just looks at the TV, <laughs> the, the, the oh, camera, no. like, "What? <laughs> what? What? Are you talking about me?" <laughs> So Nikki, I didn't know that you were so uh, so uh, protected from ghost adventures back in the day. I I am. I'm very green when it comes to ghost adventures. Oh wow! So, so what did you think of uh, the the shades he had on in the beginning? <laughs> um. Wow. Yeah. He makes a lot of interesting fashion choices. Uh, yeah, and the the t shirt tucked behind the belt buckle, <laughs> just in the front though. My personal favorite aspect of the intro in this episode is how Zach keeps... It's almost as though we encounter him by accident, emerging from doors and around corners. <laughs> again and again and yeah. again and again. And he, like, just enters with this, like, this force. Hundreds of thousands of people yeah. lost their lives. And doing his swagger, his little... Or his big muscle man swagger that he has. And, you know, he doesn't lose that while he's petting the dog. He's still being the most intense person yeah, yeah. while petting this adorable dog. <laughs> yes. Can we? Can somebody fact check his claim that hundreds of thousands of people died in this place? Because <laughs> that's a lot. Like, that's not that a small number. That is a lot number. of people. Uh, we hear some pretty uh, normal ghost stories, I would say. Some, like, run-of-the-mill ghost kind of stuff, like shadow figures in the boiler room. Notably, we're being introduced to this place by a woman whose name is Candy, and I believe she's the co-owner of the facility currently. Yes, she and Gary. She and Gary. T Candy and Gary own this place. Um, Gary is not very present for this main introductory phase. It's pretty much just Candy walking Zach and the boys around. Aaron uh, is volunteered by Zach, as per usual, to go down into the creep zone where people get touched and grabbed yeah. and pinched. Um, so, yeah, Candy's butt gets pinched. Yeah, I and then ghost? Zach makes a big deal out of it, like a creepy asshole. Zach asks, are you into that kind of thing? He he literally asks her that. And then she says, well, if it happened, it happened. And he said, well, that's what I say. Like a fucking creep. <laughs> is that what he, is that how he deals with like real women? Like, oh, surely, surely. Touches them and it's like, oh, well, if it happened, it happened. What I love, though, is that he, she says that she got her butt pinched. And then it does one of those sensationalist zoom in, zoom out shots where she basically, it zooms on her butt, and then her face is making this, oh no, my butt. Yeah. Yeah, she, you see her like looking down at her bottom. <laughs> Zach is not great with personal boundaries, generally no. speaking. No, he sure isn't. I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, supposedly, one of the ghosts that haunts down in the boiler room is a guy who was like found by his friends 
and they moved him down there so he would be more comfortable, but he died down there or something like that. No, he got yeah. into- he got intoxicated, uh, passed out outside. His friends found him and didn't want him to get in trouble for getting intoxicated. Okay, sure. Um, so they brought him inside to cool off and he ended up that actually is a problem at like universities with oh, underage shit. drinking yeah seriously yeah like students because if they if it, they don't want to get oh, they're scared found of out having that, yeah they're scared of getting in trouble so their friends take right. them somewhere to cool down and, and then they, they actually end up dying you, yeah fuck dude i was thinking i was sitting here thinking i had no baseline for this i was thinking that there must be some part of the story we're missing because i wasn't aware people could just die that easily but yeah if I it mean, happens other places too then that must be that just sucks well, then. it's alcohol poisoning <laughs> yeah they said it was alcohol poisoning and maybe exposure yeah i mean that's that's understandable and it's at this point that zach makes a very timely reference to the musician known as kenny g oh my god <laughs> something about how how they use it music to relax down here or something like that it's, oh how you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to relax oh yes yeah. uh, uh, it's such a comfy place gonna put some kenny g music on yeah Which- he drops one of my favorite quotes in the episode there's a lot of great quotes in this episode but he just says it's yucky in here <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. a child would yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, if you uh, if you pay attention to the, to Zach and his dialogue, he doesn't seem to have the uh, command of language that you would normally associate <laughs> with a person of his age. They, uh, oh, I just want to mention very much a man child. Yes. Oh, yes, Nikki. He is the epitome. He is the if there were a a god that was the god of man child, it would be Zach Beggins. <laughs> um, I just want to talk briefly about. Gary Kangri Kangi 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 Gary Kangi um I'm not going to I'm not going to explicitly say my reaction to him but I'm just going to describe he's wearing a wife beater Oh but this I'm is so glad you're bringing this up But this is one that he seems to this have wardrobe. made himself he like constructed <laughs> this by cutting the Yeah the sides it's definitely not, DIY Right and then on his shirt his white shirt there's a just so you know that he's from America, in case you forgot. He's got uh, the the outline of um, the the country of America like a map, <laughs> the United States of America as a as just just by itself. Just in case you forgot, like uh, how important is. how important it is and how it's the only Gary worthwhile never, country. Gary never forgets um, how important it is. And just in case you forgot what the shape of the country of America looks like, it also includes the American flag on the inside. So you've got the shape of America, and you also have the flag of America on the inside, just so you know where he's from. He really leaves no room for misunderstanding. <laughs> no, no. He's preempting a whole lot of, like... Um, uh, explanation. Like, you don't have to ask him any questions about where he's from. Right. And he's solved that no, problem. No, and honestly, the cutoff sleeves really told us enough. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, they end up going to the basement where there's a lot of people's personal items. Uh, Zach he does, does there's money a, down here. Zach <laughs> does a joke uh, saying that this place is, uh, or, or let's see, what was he talking about themselves or the place? And he calls it Trigger Objects Are Us. Yeah, that's what he tries to say that this is. This yeah. is Trigger Objects R Us because we love Trigger Objects. And then he said, um, oh yeah, the lady, uh, Candy, she she pointed out that in a trunk there was a, well, you could see a photograph. And she said, yeah, there's a letter from the president in there. And he said, oh, we'll put that on eBay. Like, No, you can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> it belongs like, to what somebody. The fuck? <laughs> what 
the fuck? Um, oh, he also, um, if if the first comment wasn't uncomfortable enough towards Candy, where he talks about, like, getting pinched in the ass, um, he met, I forgot the context of this, but he was talking about, like, oh, yeah, they were talking about the, the entity that uh, doesn't like anybody down there. Mm-hmm. And and Zach says, well, who wouldn't like her? I would like her. Like, talking about Candy, and she's standing there. Instant douche chills. Yes. During that scene. Really gross. As he would say, icky. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What's that? Consolidating. When he's doing the tape. Are you talking about the tape X? Oh, God, yes. So Aaron decides to walk us through the extremely technical process of how they put the X down for the cameras. And he says, what he says as he's ripping a piece of gaff tape in half (laughs) is he says the first step is to consolidate the tape, which is literally the opposite of what he's doing, (laughs) but that's okay. Um, And then he makes a big show out of stomping it down. I think they were showing off for candy here. That's the impression that I got. It seemed to me. During this whole thing, though, like, Zach acted so into it. Like, he's asking him questions. How do you lay it out? Do you follow through on the stomp? Yeah. And I honestly couldn't tell if Zach is patronizing Aaron or if he's legitimately (laughs) bewildered by the process of making a tape X. This, to him, is magical. So we also are introduced to a young director who was working on a student film here a while back. Uh, her name is Noelle, and she and her friends were making a movie about paranormal investigators when they got some real paranormal stuff happening, apparently. Um, a ghost said something about, like, break the glass or whatever. No, a ghost spoke to them through their walkie-talkies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. It's about as deep as they go there. Uh, Zach gets extremely defensive. Oh, yes. Okay, so Zach has been reading the comments again. He and Gary are in the room of a former patient, and they hear an EVP. Well, they get an EVP, and supposedly the EVP is going, I'm Jim. And this, of course, to Zach, this gets him super fired up, and he says stuff like, for all you skeptics out there. And he's staring straight at the camera. Who wonder why we get so excited about things like this. This thing just said crystal clear. I'm Jim. <laughs> and what's the name of the what's the name on this room, Gary? And Gary's like Jim. If he had a mic, that's where he would have dropped it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Zach- I'd like to say something about Jim, by oh, yeah, the way, because yeah, yeah. I I did a little bit of research, and apparently that ghost he he was an elderly man who would um, charge you a dollar when he was alive. He'd charge you a dollar to take your picture. What? And there was no film in his camera. But my favorite part about what? this person is that his. His name is Jimmy Snaps. <laughs> what? <laughs> so old Jimmy Snaps and his $1 camera. That's a great con, actually. Wow. <laughs> that is the best con man name. Yeah. Jimmy Snaps. Jimmy Snaps. <laughs> Fake photos. <laughs> Are there any actual photos of Jimmy Snaps? Oh, I wish. If only he had film in that camera. Zach tries to be kind of goofy. He likes to do this a lot, Nikki. Um, and he's not funny. Uh, he... Ends up finding a piano and oh my god, playing yes. it, and he's just trying to be he's, funny. He's saying, uh, "I've played some concertos, <laughs> I know Tchaikovsky," and then he just hits any note, and it's really embarrassing. That, that was though the most haunted sounding piano. Yeah, <laughs> like if there if there is a single ghost in that building, it is it resides in that piano. Yes. Can I just say, bless this woman for putting up with Zach. For right? as long as she had to put up with <laughs> She's him. She's so patient. God. 
Uh, we also meet Peggy, who used to work here. She was a server in the cafeteria lunchroom, um, who has some memories of some spooky things, like doors opening and lights going out and that kind of thing. We we go up to the roof. We hear about some folks that jumped off, and one of these folks, there there may be some foul play involved. Because we're told because he was very yes. very old and mobility was was limited um then they end up you know i don't i don't know i mean there was such good material in this episode i don't really know why they bothered with the golfing oh, and can, can i say before the golfing it's notable that nick has not said a word the entire episode it's all zach and aaron huh. goofing around yeah i noticed that because uh, like i said i haven't seen a lot of it and they mentioned that nick is the fellow ghost hunter I really didn't see him say or do anything. Yeah, yeah. This is a very Nick Light episode. And this is this is the second intro. Later on, we get another intro where Aaron gets upgraded to a full member of the team instead of just being the equipment tech. This is before that, which is odd because Aaron features so extremely prominently in this episode. I guess Zach was letting him letting him off the leash a little bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they go play golf. <laughs> because sometimes they like to videotape themselves doing really uninteresting things. Because they think that they're funny. And and Zach was like immediately deflated by this very self-deprecating caddy that they hired to oh bring Oh my them. god, caddy. How is your self-esteem, dude? Right? The guy's like He literally said he's like, Yeah, you guys picked a horrible caddy. Yeah. He says that about, about himself. How he did miserable in gym and, and Zach doesn't know how to react to this dude. Yeah. Zach just kinda like watches him. No, I know. He doesn't know how to react because it reminds him of himself when he was younger. <gasps> Oh, it's like looking oh, in, looking into that deep dark truthful Zach mirror. Zach used to be a smaller person. He didn't used to be so pumped up with. I'm not gonna say well, he's on steroids. Well, Nikki, we um, Nikki, there is a uh, a documentary that exists that the boys made before they got the TV series, and in it you can see young pencil neck Zach Bagans as, oh, as a small and reedy child. Yeah, and very pale too. Uh, there are photos of him as oh. a child. And he appears to naturally be a ginger. So this big beef house man with the dyed black, jet black dyed hair was once a small ginger boy who liked to dress up as Dracula. Oh, that's explaining so much. Yeah, yeah. it really it does all come right back around, doesn't it? Um, we spent so much time on this fucking golf excursion. This oh, was yeah. like five minutes and of the also, episode. And um, also, you know how Zach and the boys try and act like they're all respectful of the ghosts. Um, well, this oh, yeah. is them This is them playing golf on a golf course that's right on top of unmarked graves. And they know it. Cool. Yeah. Well, and then, though, um, at one point, Nick exaggerates about a golf swing he took. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure Zach worked harder to, uh, quote, debunk that yes. than he has on any ghost proof he's worked oh, on. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, he used the word debunked in the incorrect way. Yes. They really play it fast and loose with that term. Yeah, it's not. They don't know what it means, I don't think. <laughs> I don't. But that doesn't stop them from using it. <laughs> no. Um, the beginning of the lockdown is the the thing that I'm so glad they got rid of, which is where they just talk about all the X's and where they're going to put them. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's really boring. Uh, and then they do this fun in media res thing where they just jump ahead like two hours. And then Nick is in the chapel and he's talking about ghosts. And then Zach is like, 
let me show you all of the stuff that led up to this. And they'd like walk time back and walk us through that. Um, and it's all, a, it's just like Zach gets his shirt grabbed and then they get led into the chapel by ghost noises. And there's like door slams and shit. There's EVPs. There's so many EVPs in this episode. Really EVP But heavy. they're so bad. Like if you don't look at what they're writing up on the screen, you, you don't have any idea. Like it doesn't sound like anything. No, yeah, I tried to listen to it the first time because the first time they would always play it without the caption. Mm-hmm. I tried to figure out like, okay, what does that sound like to me? Mm-hmm. And literally nothing. Yeah. No words, not like syllables or, or letters or anything. Just sort of like a... Just like someone rubbing their thumb over the mic. Yeah. Gee, I wonder what, what why that would be what it sounds <laughs> yeah. like. Um, they, they get drawn deeper in by a figure that Nick sees. Um, and this sort of guides them towards the gym room where we were before old Jimmy snaps, Jimmy snaps, <laughs> bringing him in. Um, and Zach gets pretty emotional here. <laughs> I thought it was really interesting. And he's like, I'm sorry. I got so excited earlier, Jim. And like, we see him a flashback of him talking to Jim. Like we heard you and your name is Jim. Zach feels like he's doing these ghosts a service, which is something that, like, the show comes back to again and again and again throughout Even though, these episodes. you know, they're playing golf on unmarked graves. Yeah, they're, like, playing golf on unmarked graves and, like, sending Aaron in to mess with mean ghosts. Provoking, which they, they love to do, and they're very outspoken about it. But he genuinely feels as though... He is providing these ghosts with a certain, like, we're we're helping you be heard, you know, so you can go to rest yeah. or whatever. But, uh, hey, there's a new piece of equipment in this episode. Yep. Brought to us by the one, the only, friends and neighbors, Bill Chapel is here dun, in the dun, building. Dun. Nikki, are you familiar with Bill Chapel? I am not. Okay, so Bill is sort of the resident uh, mad scientist on the Ghost Adventures crew. Uh, he create he is an electrical engineer, which means that he knows all of this is bullshit, and he creates all of these insane devices that do shit like uh, whatever the hell like this. Whatever he says that they do. Whatever he says that they do, they do this thing apparently. Yeah, this particular one, he he was really bragging about how it had a two thousand word dictionary, but that is smaller than the vocabulary of a four year old. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you have a toddler box, really, Bill, is what you've got here. <laughs> also, what do you think of his hair? Oh, wow. So um, real? It was very white. Yeah. And it, very unkept, too. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. It makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't like it. Like, you know you're going to be on camera. Yeah. <laughs> do something with it's it. It's not like we came up to your house out of nowhere. <laughs> Don't just wear it like it's a toupee, because that's what it looks like. While we're investigating with Bill's device, we kind of, we get an orb, basically. Um, And this is like hours after the boys have left the scene, which always is so convenient, I think, that all of this really, the stuff they seem to focus on a lot happens when they're not around. Um, We get an orb, and the usual excuse from Zach, this is not a dust, because this is what dust looks like. This is not a bug, because this is what a bug looks like. Notably, I'd like to say, when he shows us the footage of what a bug looks like, it looks exactly like the fucking orb that we just captured. Absolutely, It looks the same. <laughs> it's either that or he shows a, a, a video footage of a bug that looks like a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the world's biggest bug. It's like one of those, uh, those big giant dragonflies from the Carboniferous period <laughs> that were like the size of a face. <laughs> 
And now I believe this is where they all split up. Is that correct? Am I right there? Wait, before we, we get there, I just want to mention the fact that uh, Zach got pissy about a ghost EVPs being um, a little bit uh, oh, yeah. snooty. Was this ghost being a smartass? Because <laughs> that was the smuggest ghost, though. Oh yes, and I loved it. I How appreciate many people it. Here? Do the math, right? <laughs> Where are we? Go check. <laughs> Zach doesn't like smartasses. Zach doesn't like bullies. These are things we know. Zach has a lot of feelings. He does a so lot of really like leftover feelings from high school. If you tug on any of those threads too much, then you're gonna get something's gonna really unravel. Yeah. Uh, so they split up, and Aaron is sent down to the basement. Uh, but he says hi to Jim on his way down, which I thought was really cute. <laughs> um, he gets spooked by a moving door, like a door. He hears a door go ka-chunk, um, which is a little creepy in a in a dark building by yourself at night. Uh, and he does this very overblown thing where he like moves the camera between the stairs back up and the hallway descending down into the basement. And he goes, "Freedom, hell. Which would you choose?" <laughs> He's learning from Zach. Oh, yes, he is. Uh, and, Z and Zach and Nick, while he does this, are upstairs running around looking for another ghost who's apparently like a, oh, a specific person. I've forgotten. Okay. I've lost track I have, completely. I have a list of words that they heard from okay. the phonetic generator, their PX device. Uh, so here they are. Suffer, in a jail, hurry, run, happier, Nick, east, highway, pain. Sorry, that's it. <laughs> Sorry is my favorite one because first of all, the machine says it with a Canadian accent. If I'm not sorry, um, and they also interpret this to be talking about the the person that we learned about earlier who got too drunk and they put him down here. Apparently, yeah. Is. I mean, it's it's a it's a cold cut case of Chekhov's drunk hobo. If you introduce a uh, hobo in the first act, then they have to haunt you by the third act. Ah, mm. yes. And they spend quite a lot of time rationalizing how all of this works. So they put together this narrative by which this man um, got released from prison, traveled down the East Highway. I'm sure it's not called the East Highway. I'm sure it it's has probably like I-64 East or something. And then he yeah. came to rest in the basement of this building. And then he said his name. Sorry to these folks, which this is all such a reach. <sighs> Yeah. Which I don't feel like was in that 2,000 word vocabulary that this device no, had. No, it would have just been S-O-R-R-Y. There's Sorry. no way the device yes. was saying this person's proper name. Yeah, no. No. Because I remember they, they played they they played the EVP and it sounded like sorry and they were replying to it as if they, they had said sorry, like I'm sorry. But on the screen they put the S-A-A-R-I and then later they get to, oh yeah, the guy's name was Sorry. And it's just like, oh, give me a break. Uh, this is also where the spirit box comes into play, I believe for the first time. Yeah. And they, they talk about how it does its magic. Nikki, have you seen this device before? No. So the spirit box sweeps between radio stations and supposedly... Spirits are able to talk, quote, through the white noise when, I mean, there's some other stuff that you'll get if you sweep through radio stations really fast, like people talking like on the radio. Like people's voices. Yeah. Um, and they're all, like, immediately so taken by this and all of the evidence that they collect from it. They think that it's all one person trying to talk to them. 
And this it, is the one where it said like a full sentence. Yes, know? it did say a full sentence. And they were so fascinated by this. Mm -hmm. What I thought was hilarious is that you can sometimes hear music in the background from these sweeps. <laughs> They ask this thing. Oh, and Zach. Oh, man. Zach gets extremely emotional about this ghost mm -hmm. that he names. He thinks it's a woman named Alicia. Mm -hmm. And he calls she, her sweetie. He calls her sweetie. He says he thinks that he saved her. Yeah, Zach really, he says, uh, wait, where's the quote? Well, this is this is the the end of the, the episode where they they're back with uh, Billy Tolly and his uh, his mohawk. And he's he's analyzing the, the audio and um and so they go over some of the full sentence CVPs. Um, and again, Zach's really defensive about, you know, all the skeptics and all they have to say. And he's like, oh, listen to this. This is over many frequencies and 13 radio stations. <laughs> um, and then he gets all sentimental about um, about Alicia. And Alicia. he has, again, no way of knowing that this is the person's name. It's just what he heard. And all the sentimental music starts playing. And he says, did we help her? I know we did. <laughs> Not leaving any room for questioning. Any room he answered for his that. own question. <laughs> oh, man. And and by the way, this is some extremely royalty-free music. You can go online and get this shit. I was looking at the credits to see who the, what, what the music oh, was. Did I you see any names? I didn't see it, but maybe I was too far into the credits. So I, I have a question, because you all have seen a lot more of this show than I have. Um, he is just so mean to Aaron yes! all the time. Yeah. Yep. Why are they friends? I have no idea. <laughs> like he's it, Nick. Just he reminds me, or I'm sorry, Zach. Zach reminds me of this analogy I've heard before, where spending time with this certain person is like um, being at a child's birthday party. Like oh. no one there is having fun, but. The kid likes it, so... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you just sort of put up with whatever he's doing. They're all just putting up with this child running through a haunted house. Mm -hmm. Well, I think Zach is projecting his high school years onto his new friends who are just with him because they don't have any other friends. I gotta imagine that being a professional ghost hunter is kind of a lonely life. You know what I mean? Like, like you're probably not mixing and mingling with too many normies out there. You know, like you probably have to get pretty insular with like other ghost hunters. Yeah. That's why he's so concerned about Alicia being heard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got it. We got to get Alicia's story out there because otherwise he sees himself in her struggle. It's probably a pretty lonely life out on that on that cold, lonely road mm -hmm. traveling from town to town. Well, and Aaron's a pushover, and so is Nick. Aaron is a big They're pushover. both pushovers. Which is such a shame, because Aaron seems like a genuinely nice guy. Yeah, we like Aaron. I would hang out with Aaron. Yeah, definitely. I would not hang out with Zach. No. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to <laughs> oh hang out with God. this dude. He kind of reforms. Like, this is a season four. No, this is a season... Three. Jeez, this is one of those things. It's season three in the box set, but it's season four on Wikipedia. Oh, really? I don't understand what they did with this television show, but this is like early in the show. This is like first half of the series. Nikki, can you, do you care to guess what season Ghost Adventures is in right now? Oh, geez. Uh, 10. It's Ghost Adventures. Uh, the Travel Channel reality program is currently in the middle of its 15th broadcast season. Holy crap. Yep. Zach Bagans also has not one, but two other television shows, one of which failed miserably uh, in its first season. I can't imagine why. It was called Paranormal Challenge, and what he did was send two groups of ghost hunters <laughs> in the same place, and they would compete to see who could get the most evidence. 
And then the second uh, show, which survived two seasons, I believe, right? Two? I think so, yeah. Was uh, Deadly Possessions, which is a reality television show based on uh, his museum in Las Vegas, which he recently uh, erected, uh, that is basically full of a bunch of items that people have either donated or he's bought uh, that are supposed to be really haunted. So there's a lot of like haunted dolls and shit in there. But this t- this reality show is basically like it's just interviews, interviews mostly. with people bringing their their haunted dolls in for him to <laughs> sit on his lap and shit. Wow. Um, he also uh, Nikki has an album. Oh, two. Uh, I think he has two albums, doesn't he? I think it's or is one. it just the one. Yeah. What is it called? Necrofusion. This person is too successful for who I they know. are. I <laughs> know. He's a real renaissance this, man. This album somehow. is called Necrofusion, and here's a sample of the music. Something around me right now. And I'm sitting down in my dungeon. What are you like doing to me when I sleep? You want me? You like fucking with me? And he also is the co author of two biographies, autobiographies. Because he loves himself. Two autobiographies. Yes. Yeah. Um, one is called... Because there's that much to say about himself. <laughs> yes. One is called I Am Haunted. Um, and the front cover is him in his usual attire being held back by ghost hands. And then the other one is called... Dark World. And it's him dressed in like... 19th century attire with what he believes to be 19th century attire and uh he looks very serious and he's got a little bowler hat on something about this series is um something they like to do if the opportunity is available is they like to basically uh role play in the place where they are um investigating and they will do why not they will dress up and do (laughs) reenactments Uh, this is especially common when they go to battlefields. They like to... Oh, man, that's their favorite, is when they get to dress up in, like, Civil War outfits. Yeah, and and, and uh, this is a real quote from Zach Baggins after uh, reenacting a Civil War battle where a lot of men died. He said, now I know what it's like. <laughs> you don't, though. <laughs> you absolutely do not. You super, super don't know You know, know what, what it's like. like to play dress up. <laughs> yeah. There's also an episode where, oh yeah, when they visit the Winchester Mansion in California. Oh, jeez. They they make a big deal out of the Winchester guns, and they go to a shooting range with Winchester rifles. This is like this is where I feel worried for Zach. I know because he's like shooting a a paper target that, that just, they made that they made, and it says demon on it. And it has a it's like a silhouette of a demon face. And he's shooting it, and he's like, "That's wow. for following me home." Pow! That's for haunting all of my friends. Pow! That's for being a stupid dumbass demon. He literally says that. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like we see all this, like, really repressed, dark stuff come out on this television show that he should really be talking to someone about, like a professional. This is He, he needs to speak to a professional about some of this. Yeah. This is his therapy. This is what Zach does instead of going to therapy. He films himself traipsing around abandoned, haunted places. Acting all... Uh, strong and powerful and scary saving them saving Saving them and provoking them at the same time Mm. because that's how it works real american hero Mm -hmm. (laughs) god bless america never forget (laughs) nikki did you have a a favorite moment or one that stood out to you from this episode 
Oh, gosh. Um, probably when he, uh, Zach shouted at the ghost, whose butt did you grab right here? <laughs> That's a really good one. That is really good. <laughs> How about you, Cassie? Or, or oh. the when he was asking him what color his pants were. Yes. Because of all the questions you could ask a ghost, <laughs> why? And what do you have to compare it to? Like... I don't know. I can't see color anymore. I'm a ghost. It's, well, it's not like... Like, even if... If, if he wanted to, like, prove that it indeed was a certain somebody, they should at least have a photograph of this person in a certain type of color, you know, yeah. pants. But it's like, I don't know. It's just whatever like, questions. If you really believe you are you are talking to a spiritual entity, yeah. there are so many better questions yeah. you could ask. Not, what are you wearing? <laughs> How about you, Cassie? Did you Whose butt a- did you pinch? <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a favorite part because it's really uncomfortable, but I would say it is like one of the most, I guess I would, I would call this my uncomfortable moment of this episode. It's the most ghost adventures moment. Yeah. Where he's really making that lady feel uncomfortable and and both, both times when he's like, well, uh, I would like her and, and like, well, if it happens, it happens. That's what I say. (laughs) For me, it's the piano. (laughs) <laughs> that was so good you know Tchaikovsky uh, I can play some concertos yeah I play piano I've been taking lessons all my life well thank you uh, for joining us on this wonderful journey Nikki yeah thank you um, yeah thanks for having me I hope that we've sort of reinvigorated the love for, for ghosts and the adventures that we take to find them Yeah, and in it, you and we hope that this has opened up a new uh, pastime for you <laughs> to watch. Definitely got to go binge watch some Ghost Adventures tonight. Yes. Uh, before we finish up, is there anything you'd like to tell the world, Nikki? No. Cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, the music Nothing. the music for our show is a royalty free track I found uh, by a guy named Argo Fox. You can find him uh, on the internet somewhere. Royalty free music is just everywhere. And the art for our show was done by our good friend, Leandra. Thanks, Leandra. Thank you, Leandra. Leandra actually started her own podcast. Yeah. It's called The Love Boat, and you should check it out if you're into that. She does a sort of romance advice podcast. Uh, And if you like Insanely Haunted, uh, I do a couple of other shows in the same vein. There's Zenkai Boost, which is where we watch and review every episode of Dragon Ball Z Kai. And uh, there's Plus Ultra, where we do the same for My Hero Academia. I know it sounds like I only watch anime and ghost adventures, but that's not necessarily true. It's only (laughs) a little bit. They're both very good. You should definitely check them out if you have not already. Um, And of course, if you like Insanely Haunted, the number one thing you can do is to tell your friends, tell tell all of those folks that you know that watch ghost adventures, hey, there's this cool podcast. And if they if they don't know about Ghost Adventures, oh man, you can you just... need to force them have a you know one of those sessions where you, you you sit down with your friend, you lock the door, and you force them to watch something that you love. Bring because, them into the fold because it's it's pretty much a guarantee that they'll love it too. Give them the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Fifteen Bagans, seasons in. Fifteen seasons of Ghost Adventures <laughs> and onward. Uh, and of course, if you if you would leave us a rate, if you would take the five seconds and leave us a rating or a, a review, really nice, on uh, iTunes. Oh, sorry, I'm supposed to call it Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. That would be lovely. Uh, shout out to Roger. What's up, Rog? Hey, Rog. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for all the emails. Uh, if you'd like to email us, you can send it to Insanely Haunted Podcast at Gmail And that is going to pretty much do it for us for today. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nikki. And you just heard a Class A EVP. Yay! Yay. That's our sign-off. That's an awesome sign-off.